The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. So when we talk about diversification, we say many different types of asset classes, many different types of investments put together to help smooth out the ride of your, especially in retirement. That's what we, that's how we define diversification. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner, Wade Chessman. Well, glad to have you on the Money Night Podcast. I am Ben George. He is Wade Chessman, certified financial planner and certified kingdom advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies. And they serve uh, the Dallas area, but also clients nationwide. Wade, welcome in. Good to speak to you again. Good to speak to you as well, Ben. It's great to talk to you today. Yeah, good to talk to you again. We're going to be talking about diversification today. It's a, it's a pretty big buzzword around uh, the industry and financial planning. And, you know, the question we're asking today is diversification for suckers. It's probably not something somebody would uh, expect to hear when they think <laughs> about diversification, right? No, no, not, not necessarily. <laughs> So we're going to it try is a to, big word, though, that we talk about a lot. Yeah, of course. It is important, too. And I think that's the biggest thing is making sure you're properly diversified. So we're going to take you through that today, kind of get to Wade's definition of diversification. Can you be too diversified? You know, how do you have that balance? And what does Wade do with his clients to help achieve that? So we'll be talking about that today. Again, you can find everything online at chessmanwealth.com. That is the website. A lot of great resources there as well. Uh, just go to the services tab. Or also insights, a lot of stuff under insights as well. That's where you also find the podcast. Every episode of the podcast is archived online as well. So wait, let's jump into diversification a little bit. You know, if you look up uh, quotes about diversification, there, there's plenty of them out there from many famous investors. But Warren Buffett's a guy that obviously everybody thinks very highly of. He once said this, and it's very, uh, very eye-opening. Diversification is protection against ignorance. It makes little sense if you know what you're doing. It's a pretty interesting quote. So, you know, yeah. we've heard we've always heard about it being, you know, one of the keys to success when it comes to retirement planning. So trying to understand why he would say this and what actually it means with diversification. So let's dive into it a little bit. And I want to begin with uh, you know, the average person, the average client maybe that you work with, when they hear the word diversification, what does that typically mean to them? I think it typically means to them not having all their eggs in one basket, having a lot of times it means having multiple accounts at different institutions, you know, where they have some money at one place, an old 401k here, an old account there, maybe an account at Schwab, maybe an account at Fidelity. Just a lot of times I think people think that's what diversification is. It's having stuff at different institutions so they don't have all their eggs in one basket. So that's what most people think about when they first uh, hear the word diversification. That's how they approach diversification. But if you work with a financial uh, advisor, financial planner, they have a different uh, approach to diversification. So let's forget about the average investor for a second, Wade. You Mm -hmm. and your team, what does diversification mean to you guys? Well, you know, going back to that, what we were just talking about, the fact that people say, well, I've got, you know, accounts all over the place and I've got diversification. And I always say, "Well, well, you may have diversification, but most likely you have what I like to call 
diversification. But what I what I mean by that is when you have diversification, is you may have multiple accounts, but they're all invested in the same thing. So when we say diversification, we mean having your money diversified between different types of asset classes, different types of investments, fixed income, stocks, small cap stocks, large cap stocks, value stocks, growth stocks. I mean, what Warren Buffett said is true. Diversification is protection against ignorance. If you think about it, if you the people that have amassed great fortunes have not diversified. Jeff right. Bezos and Amazon, guess what? He's not diversified. All of his money is in Amazon, and he's done really, really well, obviously. Uh, people that have that you know got in on Apple and never diversified, uh, they've done okay. But for every story like that, there's a, a ton of other stories the other way where people invested all their money in one thing, Enron. Uh, another example, recent example, it's not a bad company, but if you'd thrown all your eggs in Exxon, for example, you probably aren't too happy right now because it yeah. hasn't been a very good stock in a, quite a while and makes sense because of oil. So that's what he's talking about. Yeah, if you can pick the right one and you can stick through, you know, people forget how volatile uh, Amazon has been over the years where you've lost 70% of your money part of the time. And I mean, it's been, it's not. It wasn't just a smooth, easy ride the whole entire time. So that's what he's talking about. So when we talk about diversification, we say many different types of asset classes, many different types of investments put together to help smooth out the ride and smooth out the ride of your, especially in retirement. That's what we. That's how we define diversification, and we want you. We want people to avoid diversification. Right. So I- ignorance isn't necessarily a bad thing for the average person, right? I mean, it, you know, right. it, it it's very difficult to know exactly where to be and, and when to be there. And like like some of these, uh, some people that have amassed crazy amounts of wealth, it's more or less, hey, the average person needs is going to have some ignorance when it comes to investing. That's just part of it. We can't focus all of our attention on these things. We have other parts of our life that we're dealing with. So being exactly. diversified is a big part of that. Okay. All right. Um, so in your experience then, you know, how much emphasis have you seen, you know, the average investor placing on this idea of diversification? Is it a big priority for them most of the time? I don't even think they, most people even think about it too much or again, they think they have one idea of diversification in their mind, but it, it doesn't really play out to actually helping them reduce risk. It's more, um, again, they think, well, I've got multiple accounts somewhere, so I'm diversified or I've got. Uh, two different mutual funds. They what they may not realize is that they're overlapped. They may own exactly the same things in each one, but they still think it's diversification. So, I, it's I'd say that most people just don't really understand what that truly means. Gotcha. I think we've, yeah, we're kind of getting that idea talking with you here on this topic that that is the the case for a lot of people. So. How about the opposite side of that, though? I mean, even though a lot of people aren't diversified uh, very well, is it possible to be uh, too diversified, I guess? Well, I think kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, I think it is possible to think that you're diversified and meaning, well, so you may have four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Sometimes I've seen 20 different mutual funds or you think, man, I am so diversified. That's crazy. But then you, you get into the you look at them more closely and you realize you're not quite as diversified as you thought you would be. And I guess it's possible to, you know, try to take advantage of every single type of asset class there is in the world <laughs> and overly diversify. I don't, I don't think it has to be that complicated. And with the tools we have today, it's not that 
difficult to become truly diversified in your portfolio. So maybe there's probably cases where people overthink it. I'd say it's the, most of the time it's the other way, which is they underthink it and they don't really understand what it means to be diversified. But occasionally there'll be somebody out there that just says, I'm going to own a little bit of everything and kind of defeats the purpose. But most of the time it's the other side. When you talked about the mutual funds, if somebody owns, you know, five, six, 10 mutual funds thinking, hey, the more mutual funds own, the more diversified I am. And you said uh, that, you know, that's not always the case. Is it just because they end up owning a lot of the same stuff when they go that direct? Go that route? Yeah. They, so they may have one growth fund by one company and another growth fund by another company and another growth fund by another company. They're all similar kind of concepts, similar type of stocks. If not, if you know, they may see big overlap in the types of things that they own, that doesn't really give you the diversification you're looking for. So that's what I'm talking about. I got you. That makes sense. Um, all right. So let's talk about you and, and your planning when you work with clients on uh, diversification. Can you think of any kind of scenario maybe to kind of help us understand this a little bit further about how you, maybe you took a non-diversified portfolio, which you sounds like you see a lot of, and made it balanced, made it diversified. Mm-hmm. I think the record for a number of accounts, I think it was like 24 accounts. This is like the world record, at least it shows. Wow. <laughs> and, it, and, and a lot of these accounts were very, were very similar. I mean, they had lots of the same types of stuff in and they had 24 accounts, but if nothing else, just get, getting out of 24 accounts just makes your life so much easier to keep track of. You know, there's a difference. People always say, I want to, don't want to put your eggs in one basket. Totally agree. doesn't mean they don't have to be in one store, you know. You gotcha. can still have all your eggs in your shopping cart, but they don't have to all be in one basket, if that makes sense. So, yeah, we see this a lot where people come in and they they either have, you know, accounts all over the place or they come in and they've got you know, maybe they don't have that many accounts, but they own basically the same thing over and over. Maybe it's, you know, lately what we're seeing is more people that own a lot of growth oriented stuff because that's kind of what's done well in the last few years. So, you know, some it makes sense. You want to be in the things that are doing well. And so you've got a big chunk of your money in those types of things. And maybe they don't have as much in more low volatility type things. So we do see some of that as time goes on, as trends stay one way, we see people kind of getting more and more in those types of things and and starting to lose some of the diversification benefits. But yeah, it's a very common occurrence and it's a certainly an important part of the of our process. You know, when you come in for the smart choices meeting, um, we're gonna we're gonna go into that and show you you know the type of diversification that you have, and more importantly, what does it mean to you in retirement? What does it mean to you for generating income at some point? So it's all part of the big picture. Well, if you want to sit down with Wade and, and go through your portfolio to see if you're too diversified or you know not uh, you know not diversified enough, then you can always hop online. Chessmanwealth.com is the website. Right there on the front, you'll see a button to schedule an appointment. That's the easiest way to do it. And, uh, and set up that time to sit down with Wade, or you can call him directly as well at 214-572-2120. And I guess, Wade, if, if somebody does have a question about whether or not they, they don't truly understand how diversified they actually are, uh, you'd probably encourage them just, hey, reach out and let's just sit down for the first time and, and kind of talk through some of these things. I would love to do that. And I think that's a great idea. So chessmanwealth.com is the website. All right, let's, talk, let's take a mailbag question here. On the podcast, before we close it out today, the smellback question comes in from Cherry. She writes, are reverse mortgages a bad idea? Great question. 
You know, I think in the past they've had quite a, a negative connotation in some respects. Uh, reverse mortgage, people think of it as a last a last resort type of option when you don't have any other options. But there's been a lot of studies, a guy named Wade Fowl, a journal for financial planning. Uh, they've done a lot of studies on reverse mortgages. And I don't think they should just be uh, thrown away as an afterthought. Sometimes they can be an excellent planning tool. So I don't know if it's a bad idea for you, Cherry, but I would say it's certainly something that I would keep on the table as a planning opportunity, um, not to be just dismissed as, hey, I'm never going to do that type of thing. Because people will come in and they'll say, oh, I, I just don't ever want to do a reverse mortgage. I think they had some negative connotations. Who was the guy that used to sell for them? Right now it's uh, Magnum PI. It's kind of their spokesperson for that one company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's got a great voice. But um, what I would say is, they have some benefits and some interesting planning tools or some planning concepts around it, and they and they are worth exploring at least to gain knowledge for the right type of person. And the right type of person, this is a long answer, would be someone, for example, that has a home that they own outright, they don't want to leave. Maybe all their other money is in mostly retirement accounts, right? So every time they take money out of their retirement account to, to generate income, it's taxable. On the other hand, if they could complement that with reverse mortgage, the money that comes out of reverse mortgage is tax-free. So you can see the benefit there is they can tap into this one asset they own, this home. It's just, you know, they're benefiting from it and they're living in it, but they're not benefiting from, from a financial standpoint. That's a way to tap into that equity and sometimes reduce taxes. So it has some interesting planning around it. And I would just say before you dismiss it out, out of hand, it's something to at least take a look at for the right situation and, and just make sure you understand it. Very good. Thank you, Cherry, for that question. Again, you can send it in to us, chessmanwealth.com. That is the website. And you can call Wade with any questions if you want to dive deeper into a topic at 214-572-2120. Also, make sure you hit subscribe to the podcast. We have an episode every couple of weeks, a new show with uh, we'll dive into all kinds of different topics when it comes to retirement planning and financial planning. And we hope to have you on our next show. So Wade, thanks for uh, explaining diversification. It is not for suckers necessarily. It's got to make sure you're doing it right. That's right. Thanks for joining us again. We appreciate you listening. We'll look forward to talking to you again on the next episode. The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. A diversified portfolio does not assure a profit or protect against loss in a declining market.